In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Hello and welcome to the Dad DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Andrew, and I am super excited to have you back for another thrilling episode. This is now episode 15 of the Dad DeLorean Podcast, and this week I want to talk about what I did this weekend that wound up making this week's podcast episode late, because usually I try to carve out some time on Saturday to get my recording done so that I can edit everything by Sunday and be ready to go, and obviously I didn't make that goal this week, and yeah, well... I think if you follow my Instagram, you probably have a pretty good idea what took up most of my Saturday, and that was the brand new Lego Razor Crest. So for those of you who haven't heard the story, if you're new here, you've never heard this, a couple months back, I wound up getting some free crypto. Basically, I signed up for Coinbase, and they have these things where if you take quizzes, they'll give you free cryptocurrency, and I wound up coming out to about 40 bucks. Nothing life-changing by any stretch of the imagination, but it's one of those things I personally would not put my own money into crypto because I don't understand it, and I am one of those people who is a strong believer of if you're going to invest in something, you should probably understand how it works. So, like, if I was my own cash out of my pocket, I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. But if you give me free crypto, which I had, I might mess around with it and see what happens. Well, long story short... That free crypto wound up going all the way up to $140, roughly. And at that point, I had a conversation with my wife. I'm like, on the one hand, part of me wants to just stay on it and see if it goes any higher, what happens there. On the other hand, I look at the history of, for instance, Bitcoin and how it goes up and then it goes down and then it goes up even higher. And like, you know, the Bitcoin in my wallet is like, five or six bucks at this point. So like nothing major. And I'm like, is that going to just plummet all of a sudden? And I'm going to be left with basically pennies, whereas I could have had, you know, my hundred dollars for something else. And so wound up making the decision to go ahead and not keep all of it in there. I did wind up taking out basically a hundred dollars profit off of it and keeping what I'd originally started out with in there just to see, you know, what it does at this point. If I lose the 40 bucks that I didn't start out putting in in the first place, I'm totally okay with that. Like, it's just fun money at that point, but I wanted to see what happened. So, but I pulled out the $100 and then did a guilt-free, I never buy Lego purchases over about maybe 50 bucks. Like, it just 
not something that I am conditioned to do. Like I look at him and I go, Oh, that's really cool. But that's also really expensive. And like, I'm, I'm the free spirit in our household. I'll be totally honest with you on that. But at the same time, I'm less of a free spirit than I used to be. Like, and so I'm looking at it going, you know, like hundred dollars for Lego seems like a lot, but decided to go ahead and apply that hundred bucks to get myself the razor crest. Now, let me be clear. This is not Alton's Lego set. This is a Lego set I bought for me, and I have a very small collection of Lego sets. It's basically all three of the Mandalorian-themed Lego sets, so the Trouble on Tatooine, as well as the ATST Raider from Episode 4, and now the Razor Crest. I also have half of a Marvel set that I'd purchased that was Detroit Steel, and the only reason that I purchased it was because it came with Agent Phil Coulson and Lola, and, you know, the flying car that everybody knows from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, that, to me, was another one that I was like, that's really cool. And so Alton actually got the Detroit Steel half, because, realistically, I didn't care about Detroit Steel, but I personally kept Lola, and to Phil Coulson's point, you don't touch Lola. Like, Lola is up on a shelf. I brought it brought her down a couple times to show Alton and let him see her, but like it's not something that gets played with. It just sits there and looks pretty. So that has been kind of my thing is like I this is the biggest Lego set that I have ever purchased. And like, I mean, I even think back to my childhood. This set is bigger than anything that I had as a kid. And granted, Legos were a lot different when I was a kid. You didn't have as much of the licensed content. It was all completely original stuff. And it was after I outgrew Legos, and I say outgrew with air quotes around it because I don't necessarily think you can outgrow Legos to a certain extent. I've been to enough Lego conventions to know that there are adults out there who still really enjoy it. And, like, I know plenty of people who are really into it. I'm just not the type of person who has a Lego room. One, I don't have the space for it. And two, my wife would probably want to kill me if I had that many Legos. And I don't need that many Legos. Like, there are certain things that I'm like, hey, that's cool. I want that one. But, like, I'm not, like, I need to own every Lego set known to man. So, and, like, I even have my limitations. Like, for instance, the Lego Moss Eisley Cantina. That set is gorgeous. That set has so many minifigures that I would love to get my hands on. And I would love to build that. But I am not dropping $350 on a Lego set. I cannot justify that expense. Like, and it's not, like, it's not, like, oh, I couldn't necessarily afford it it's more of a if we really wanted to we probably could afford it but there's other things we'd rather spend our money on and so that is not the type of expense that i would go and do particularly like that one in particular i don't know where i'd put it like my lego shelf with the razor crest on it now is a little fuller than it has ever been and uh i'm going to run out of room in my office to put these so that has been kind of my thing so Alton and I started that on Friday. We got He got home from... Actually, he didn't get home. I got done with work. That was my motivation to get done with work as quickly as I could because I had stuff I needed to get done, and I really wanted to go ahead and crack that open and get started with it. So Mon or not Monday, Friday night, we wound up going through and putting together the first two bags of it got that part done, and then put it away till the next day. We got up in the morning, got our breakfast, coffee, all of that good stuff, and then afterwards we came back home, and we did our 
next bag, or actually it was the next two bags. And we got through bag three, started on bag four. Austin is taking a nap at this point, which is glorious because Austin likes trying to get into the Legos and likes taking things and destroying them because he's 15 months old. What else is he going to do to them? So, yeah, um, it was one of those things that I was like, I didn't want to leave the pieces out there for risk of losing them. I wanted to get through the bag, but Alton got about half, halfway through it and decided he wanted to go do something else. So I carried on with my building of bag four, got done with it, was getting ready to put everything up and go out into the other room where Alton was playing Lego Star Wars on the Xbox. And then he goes, okay, I want to uh, build some more. Oh, okay. So we sat back down and proceeded to knock out the next two bags. And when I say two bags, it is a quote-unquote six-bag set. The six-bag set is actually not six bags. It was more like nine bags because I think three of the bags in there, there were actually two of the same number. So they parsed them out into smaller bags under the same number and that was how it all works and that's not counting the bags on the inside of the bigger bags like they were the, you know the tiny part bags inside of the bigger bags and so yeah bottom line there were a lot of parts it's a thousand piece set and i've never put anything together that big i did not know what amount of time it was going to take but it wound up taking you know my friday evening and most of my saturday we did have a uh, marriage conference that we went to in the morning and then when we came back that was when Austin went down for his nap and Alton and I went to work so that was what took up my weekend and then it's just been one thing after another trying to get into actually record so I am now recording this as you speak and we've got plenty more to talk about than just me building Legos so we're gonna take our first break also if you want to join our membership program the dad DeLorean covert again this is something I'm not out here begging for money, but it is something that if you want to support this podcast, if it's something that you have enjoyed and you want to be a part of it, we are working on the Dad DeLorean Covert. I've got our first member, Dave Sherrill, who shout out to him for just taking the leap and wanting to support the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate everybody who listens, even if you're not a member of the Dad DeLorean Covert. It is something where I don't take it lightly that you take the time to listen to me yammer on throughout the day. And I'm looking forward to some of the things that we are looking to do with that, including the monthly Zoom call or I don't know if it's necessarily going to be Zoom, but whatever it's going to be, we're going to do something to kind of get together and talk about the nerdy stuff from the previous month. And so I am working on getting the details settled for that. So we're heading to our first break. If you want to support us, it's on buymeacoffee.com slash thedaddelorean. We will be right back. Stay tuned. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 Weight Loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, 
The counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. And we are back. Thank you so much again for joining us on the Dad DeLorean podcast. So next up, we are going to talk about what we watched this week. And really, the big thing for me is going to be WandaVision. But before I get there, I will say that we did go ahead and start watching The Mandalorian with Alton. And actually, Austin's been watching too, even though like he's too little to really understand any of it. But it's been a fun experience just because Alton, having seen all of the Star Wars movies, like there's stuff that I don't think is necessarily going to be that hard for him as far as going through and watching it. Like, it's not as scary as it could be in some parts. Like, I think about some of the stuff in Rebels was actually, like, you know, that stuff we legit skipped over because it was, okay, yeah, the Witches of Death and Mirror performing a hex, and yeah, no, we're not going to go through that. But what's been interesting watching The Mandalorian with Alton is, one, he was super excited for it before he even really knew what it was. But... He is just enthralled with the character because I think it's mostly because Daddy is enthralled with the character. And so he's been hyping himself up for episode four, which we're not at yet. But he wants to see the ATST that we built because, like, anytime he sees an ATST now, he's like, Dad, it's just like the ATST you built. So, you know, to actually get to see the one that we built in action is something that I think he is super looking forward to. But the other fun thing that's been coming out of that, we're three episodes deep right now. So we watched the first two episodes as well as the third episode and him saving Baby Yoda and taking off and the Mandalorians. That was, you know, that's from season one because we weren't around for season one when I was uh, doing this podcast. But getting to go back and watch it and just see, one, you've got the kind of overarching theme of parenting going through it, you know. You look at it, and as a parent, I think a lot of us can relate to the character of the Mandalorian because he does have kind of this single father thing going on. And you think about all the times, you know, hey, don't get that out of your mouth, that sort of thing. Like I was telling Alton the other day to you know, take his hands out of his mouth while we were waiting to get lunch, things like that. Like just different things that you do as a parent that you don't really consciously think about what you're doing. And then you kind of see it in the reflection of the Mandalorian in terms of, you know, him trying to be a parent and trying to be a good parent. And, you know, there's the joke made in one of the honest trailers about The Mandalorian, about it being the really low bar to be the best single dad in the in Star Wars universe. And that's really true. Like, he doesn't have a very high bar to attain when you think of all of the evil fathers that there are in Star Wars. But it is something where you just kind of feel like you can relate to it. I think that's what really kind of drew me into the first season of The Mandalorian is just that. But also, like, just other things that you think about. Like, for instance, him going to save the child versus doing what was considered his job. And kind of that point where you realize that your family should be coming before your work. You know, you do the work to support your family, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you don't let that become the thing that consumes you. You do have to make time for your family and developing that relationship. And I think, for me personally, that's one thing that I always worry about is, am I going to become a workaholic and just never want to spend time with my family? Because, I'll be honest, early on in the pandemic, 
that kind of was my life. Like I, for whatever reason, was not getting anything done unless I was doing it late at night. And like I had some days where it was so busy that I just couldn't escape what I was doing. And I wanted to be doing anything other than working, but I had to finish my work. And so that for me, I think was really kind of the thing that drew me in on it is just kind of those different themes and how he winds up balancing the work versus the time that he is spending, you know, taking care of the child. So that bottom line, that's been fun. The other fun thing with it is Austin, anytime he sees baby Yoda, because he does actually have his baby Yoda. I've told that story before. He saw it in Target, wanted it, loves it. The little green guy is amazing. And so, but anytime he comes up on the screen, Austin gets this huge grin and points and is like, baby Yoda. Like he doesn't say baby Yoda. He makes a babble that kind of sounds like baby Yoda, but it's not quite the word yet. And that's been kind of a big thing for him is anytime he sees baby Yoda, it doesn't matter what he's doing. It's like, ah, it's the greatest thing ever for him. The other thing that we are watching is WandaVision and that episode, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I've been reading a lot of people who are like, this is the greatest episode. It's so amazing. Oh my gosh. I was not a huge fan of it. And let me be totally clear. It was well done for what it was, but to me, it kind of reminds me of those episodes of friends where they have everybody sitting around the dinner table conversing and reflecting on stuff that they had done previously, and you're going to all of these previous episode moments. Like, it was just like, it felt very filler. And maybe it's because a lot of what was going on, I kind of already put together in my head, and so all I was doing was confirming what I'd already kind of assumed. So, like, at one point in the series, like, there was the stark toaster and the blinking red light, and I said, well, that's obviously going to be the bomb that, she spent days staring at after their parents died. And so getting to see that moment, like really the only thing that I think came out of this that I didn't feel like I knew going into the episode, aside from the fact that uh, Agatha apparently was predating a lot of things. She is the youngest looking 400 year old, witch I've ever seen. Just going to throw that out there. She's aged well for 400 years, but the fact that she has used sitcoms as the escape. I think that was the only thing that came out of it that I was like, oh, okay, that now makes sense. Because realistically, I couldn't put together what about American sitcoms would be so enthralling to Wanda that she'd feel the need to basically create her perfect realm in a sitcom. And then when you see all of these moments when she's watching them with her family and her family dies and she's sitting there watching this bomb while also the Dick Van Dyke show is on in the background. Like that, when she's in the cell after being experimented on by Hydra and there's the TV on and there's a sitcom there, like just the different moments, it makes more sense in that regard. But as far as progression of the actual story, I didn't feel like we had a whole lot of that. We've got one episode left. We still have no idea what is going on with Monica and with Quicksilver. So there's that left to be explained. You also have the tease that Paul Bettany has been saying about working with a actor that he's wanted to work with for years. You guys, spoiler alert, it's going to be himself. We're not getting Doctor Strange in this 
maybe we are getting Doctor Strange. I don't know for sure. We'll see how this all pans out. But I don't think that we're getting Doctor Strange out of this. I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is walking through that door. I think that Paul Bettany is going to be acting with a well-known actor known as Paul Bettany. And it's because of that end scene reveal where you see White Vision. And if you're not familiar with White Vision from the comic books, basically White Vision is vision without any of the emotional connections. So it's literally just a sentient weapon, which is, you know, what S.W.O.R.D. has been after all along has been the sentient weapon. You do find out that Wanda was framed as having taken Vision when she did not, in fact, do that. And so there's still the question of the motivation from the director of S.W.O.R.D. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of questions that I feel like we could have gotten some progress out of. But this was all reviewing stuff about Wanda and what brought her to this point. And so I am fascinated to see how it ends, but I'm just a little disappointed with how much of that time we basically lost, not necessarily knowing what else is going on. So we've got things that we've got to cover in the last episode. I don't know how long this last episode is going to be, but that is something that I feel like if it's an hour, it might be able to cover it, but it might be cramming too much in there if you're running around like this and trying to get everything in. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll find out something else. But regardless, it was, for me, an okay episode. A lot of people loved it, and I get it. I just felt like revisiting Wanda's trauma and then tying it back to specific moments throughout the series was like, okay, I kind of get it, but I don't know. It just felt like, hey, here's the season in review almost. So... We are going to head to our last break here. When we come back, it's going to be time for our Poddex question of the week. If you are not familiar with Poddex, if you're a podcaster, that is something that you might really enjoy. And it's something that will help with interview questions. There's ideas for episodes. And I've really grown to love this particular product. So stay tuned. We will be right back. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 Weight Loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. back thank you guys again so much for tuning into the dad delorean podcast this week's question of the week before i get to that i am going to go ahead and do a little addendum to my uh answer last week just because the more i thought about it i'm not sure that what i said would be the best one would necessarily be the best one and it was actually 
oddly enough, a trailer for the Mighty Ducks Game Changers that made me kind of think about that more. And that is, I said success would be something that would be good to have since, you know, not money, but, you know, knowing that you're not going to be able to fail. But then I started thinking about that. And if we were just genuinely successful all of the time and there were never any sort of setbacks to what we wanted to do, how interesting would our story be? I mean, you think about that. If Lord of the Rings was simply Frodo, oh, well, the ring needs to be destroyed. Great, let's just toss it into the lava over here. Great, we're done. Like, there is no adversity. There's no struggle. There's nothing behind it to get them to that point where you feel like it's a rewarding payoff. And the more that I thought about it, and it was triggered by watching the trailer for Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which, if you haven't seen it, looks fantastic. And I am, like... I did not know I needed a Mighty Ducks reboot that involved the mom from Gilmore Girls and Emilio Estevez back to being his grouchy self from the original movie. Like, it's definitely something that I think is going to be a really interesting thing. But the song that they used in that is a song called Spirit by Judah and the Lion is the name of the band. And the first verse says, stories without a few letdowns are boring when told. And I started thinking about that. And really, if you took all adversity, you know, any thought of potential failure out of life, it would just be boring because you'd accomplish something surefire every time. And there's no question about it. So if you know you're going to succeed, well, on the one hand, yeah, it would be nice to be able to succeed at something knowing that you're going to be successful at it. But at the same time, part of what makes it a compelling story is if you have to be challenged on that and if you have to experience challenges to get through to whatever that goal is. So I'm not sure if that's enough to change my answer, but it was something that I started thinking about and just felt like I needed to share. So this week's question is, if you could undo one moment in your life, what would it be? That is one of those questions that like, I get why people ask it. Like, you think back about all of the stupid things that you've done over the years and, like, oh, I wish I could have that one back. Oh, I wish I could have that one back. Realistically, I don't know that there's a ton of moments like that that I would necessarily take back because I think part of it is it really formative to who you are as a human being, the experiences that you've had, whether good or bad, kind of going back to the other thing, you know, without adversity, where do we get appreciation for success. Like, we kind of become lackadaisical about it and think, oh, well, I'm just going to be successful, so, woo. So that's been kind of my thing on it is I don't have anything specific that I can think of that would be like, wow, I wish I could undo that. I think one thing that I probably would do, at least as a professional person, I think if I had the opportunity to go back, when I started college, thinking back on it, I started out as a journalism major, and that was something where I was going to community college. I got sick of the other people in the journalism program. Like, that was just... I went in wanting to learn something, and they went in with a completely different objective, and it was just one of those things where I did not feel that was where I was supposed to be. And so I wound up going out of it. I tried business for a while, didn't really hold to it, wound up dropping out of college, taking time off, going to workforce, and then I did not finish my college degree until after, let's see here, 14 years, I think, is how long it took between when I graduated high school and when I graduated from college, 
And I mean, granted, I did have the great experience of my employer paying for the majority of my college. I think at the end of the day, I only paid about $8,000 out of pocket for my education. But it was one of those things where going through and thinking about it, like, you know, I wound up graduating with a management and organizational leadership degree. And if I could go back and do it again, I think I probably would have skipped journalism altogether, and I think I would have just gone straight into something more media-related as far as maybe video editing, that sort of thing. I don't know. Like, I feel like there were plenty of opportunities that I could have had if I had gone back and done that that might have been something that I would enjoy more than what I'm doing, but it's a scary thing to think about one year in your late 30s looking at potentially doing something like that. Like, I don't know if going back to school to... uh get a media degree would necessarily be useful at this point. Like, I don't know. Like, I enjoy doing some of the video editing and things like that, but is it something that I would do for a career? I don't know if I can answer that question, and I think if I had gone through college for that, I probably would have actually been able to answer that question. So, yeah, that I think is probably the one that I would probably say off the top of my head if I had to think about it. But ultimately, I'm happy with where I'm at right now in life, and, you know... It's not that I'm necessarily unhappy where I'm at. I just think if I had had the opportunity to experience more than what I had as far as going in there so set on being a journalism major and then deciding, nope, not for me, but then not really having a direction and being aimless in my wandering for a little bit there, I think that's something that I would go back and change if I could. But how much of that contributed to where I am now? I don't know. I really genuinely have no idea. So... It's one of those things that you think about all of the cascading changes that take place if you change one thing about your life. And there's actually been a story that I've been working on kind of in the background. Like, I haven't written any meaningful fiction pieces as of... as of, It's been a while since I've written anything really heavily fictional. But I had a really random idea where what if there was a person who not only could see all of the cascaded changes if you were to say, what if I had done this differently? Like... On top of that, what if there was somebody who basically had a form of Tourette's where if you uttered that and they heard you say that, they would be forced to tell you what impact that one decision would have made on your life up until that specific point in time. And so it's kind of a random thing. I don't know how far it's going to go, but it was just a story idea that popped into my head. And so I've been kind of working on that in the background, but basically there's, it opens with him having a conversation with somebody at a wedding. And she says, I just wonder if, what if I had done this? And like, the thing about it is good or bad. He knew what it was and was forced to tell you. I don't know why any of that. That's a question that I've not really explored in my head at this point, but he basically goes on to tell this woman that she'd basically be managing a Dunkin Donuts in Poughkeepsie, New York. And thinking about leaving her deadbeat artist husband at that point. Like, I mean, it was just like one of those. And she just is like, oh, ha ha ha. Um, okay. Like, you know, because to anybody who doesn't know him personally, like he, they don't understand that this is something he has to do and that he's being completely serious. So yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> one of those things that if you think about all of the things that would cascade through in terms of if you change one decision about your life, how much would that impact going through the whole butterfly effect? Things like that. Like it just, it's one of those things that I kind of was thinking about and started this story and I don't know if I'll ever finish it, but that's kind of the thought that's been in my head. So 
All right. Well, that has been our episode for today. Thanks again so much for joining us. If you want to go ahead and get in on the Dad DeLorean covert, again, it's buymeacoffee.com slash the Dad DeLorean. And there's a membership program there. Or if you just want to do a one-time contribution, either way, I am okay with it. It's something that I am super excited to have people who are interested in supporting. And even if you're not doing it financially, just by listening, I do appreciate you. If you could take the time, if you've gotten the chance to really enjoy the podcast up until this point, if you can go on to uh, whatever your podcast platform of choice is and just do a quick review, I would appreciate it because it is one of those things. It helps others find our podcast and kind of become a part of our community. And so I am just really, really thankful if you are able to do that. Thanks again so much for all that you do, guys. And remember, parenting is a complicated profession. Stay safe out there. Take care. In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.